motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck that. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and Good everybody, welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, make sure y'all continue to follow us on our social media platforms. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Also on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. You can also find us on the Facebook page and also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm Trey Frazier and unfortunately my co-host, my brother, my partner in crime, Maestro Styles. He's got some personal stuff to take care of. So we got a special guest in the building this evening, and she's going to be the special guest co-host on this episode with me. And one of the things that's special about this episode is, is that uh, this is local talent, y'all. So, you know, this is Baltimore. This is DMV area type stuff right here. So, you know, this is going to be one of those shows where, you know, it's always great when the talent is local. So um, I want to welcome Mikel Ramos to the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. Uh, she's got her own platform. She's got her own podcast called Rolling with Ramos. You can check that out on all your social media, all your um, your streaming platforms. Um, Mikel, thank you for, you know, jumping in and uh, we, we appreciate you coming on here. Uh, how's everything? good now i'm from the dmv i live in baltimore and we both know true baltimoreans and washingtonians do this it's different they're yeah. not part of the dmv it's different it's different no question listen i'm they're look. not part of the dmv but we don't want to put them in dmv anyway but i'm good it's wednesday i don't have to go into work tonight i get to sleep through the night it's the little things that it's the little things that matter people that's what's up. That's what's up. Just to get back to the whole Baltimore DMV thing. I'm I'm a New Yorker, so you know, I don't have any dog in the fight where that's concerned, but I've lived in the area for about 20 years now. And yeah. both both cities are entirely different from the the culture yeah. to the talk to the language to transportation i mean everything everything is different about these two places but i can honestly say as a new yorker i i love both cities i you know i i love only 30 minutes to an hour (laughs) right exactly 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 so um so being that you the guest co-host 
for the evening here. Um, I, I want to get started here because I want people, um, I want our fan base to get to know you. So I want you to share with everybody um, your platforms, how you got into, you know, sports podcasting, um, sports coverage, the whole nine. Well, Rolling Ramos, as you can see, um, I've, no been doubt. Doing, um, <laughs> I've been doing sports my whole life. It's been embedded in me. It was, it's been instilled with me since I was a little girl. I've loved, I, for as long as I've been able to recollect, I've always loved sports. My father was a big athlete. He was good at what he did. And, um, you know, we, we, that was a passion that we had together. Um, you what know, sport did he play? Oh, he played basketball. He played baseball. If life would have went another way, I would have been reporting on my father. Um, shout out to Bridgeport, Connecticut, where uh, my family's from. Uh, and, okay. Um, okay. That's, a, that's the tri-state area. That's part of the New York tri-state area, yeah, isn't it? So, yeah. Look, shout out to Bridgeport. Shout out to Central no High School. Shout out to the best inter, uh, Connecticut scholastic, interscholastic schools. Um, he was part of some good teams in the late in the early seventies. Um, put that uh, city on the map, and uh, given another way, things would have been different. But um, mm -hmm. they said he used to hold me in his arms and watch the games. And you know, you never know what transpires. But here I am now. <clears throat> um, always wanted to do sports. Always wanted to talk about it. Um, I played a little, little bit. Um. Went to Morgan State University, graduated from there in 2010, and I've just been doing my thing as far as trying to be one of the best in the business and get to where I can be as far as sports podcasting is concerned. I started off on a podcast called um, The Flex Zone with a group of friends of mine from Morgan State, and mm -hmm. they would let me host. And um, after a while, hosting became something that I loved. And once I moved on from there, I decided to, let, to start Rolling Rainbows. Rolling Rainbows was originally a segment that was on the show that I produced at the my, at my, the radio station at my alma mater. Right. And um, Rolling Rainbows is four years old. Um, I'm happy that people allow it to come in their households, and it's been re they've been receptive to it. I always say it allows me to allow people to see sports through my eyes. And um, I also want to give a shout out to my co-host Tristan Morris, who's amazing as well. And um, you know, we work very hard. And um. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, shout out to Morgan State too, man. Uh, that's yeah. uh, that's a true HBCU right there. It's it, I'll be honest, it's one of the, the national treasure, Morgan it, State University. It's one of those HBCUs that I feel like gets often overlooked. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that it's in Baltimore City or not, but one of the one of the great things about the city of Baltimore, it's got two great HBCUs in my opinion to underrated HBCUs. I know every bison in the world is going to hate me, but we are what they try to make, Howard. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh You're going to start a fight. You're going to start a fight with we that. You... Treasure, Morgan State <laughs> University. I'm trying Check to... our new dorms we got going on. What's up, Howard? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think who's, uh, who's uh, a Howard alum in our fan base. You're going to start a fight. It doesn't matter. Come find me. I'm around. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So um, I, I, I guess it's no way to start this off. You're a Washington Commanders fan, and there's been a lot that's been brewing with this, you know, with this franchise for the last 20 years and particularly over the last, you know, couple of years. Um, 
so I, I guess obviously you're you're a fan because you're from the DMV. Obviously, it, you know football is the number one sport in the DMV. Um, has been for a long time. Um, still is in many people's eyes, even though you know the Caps, the Wizards, not the Wizards, but the Caps got a chip. Um, the Mystics got a chip. The the Nationals got a championship. But you know somehow, some way, you know the the Washington football team somehow continues to stumble upon itself. You know over the last you know couple of decades here. So um, so in in your opinion, and I'm I want to get to what happened today. There was a hearing at Congress, I believe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong with that terminology, but Roger Goodell was in the building. He spoke. They were asking him questions about the the environment of the football team. Dan Snyder wasn't there, obviously. He declined, I think. Um, Some of the things I've heard on the radio on the way home today, some of the things I've seen on Twitter is that um dan snyder has been subpoenaed so that's something i guess to look forward to um in the days coming and i guess the the other thing i i took out of what happened at least from other people's reaction is that um you know it's getting that it's getting close to that time where you know the owners the other 31 owners um is like look Dan, you you got to go. Like it's 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 it seems to me like it's getting close to that point. I, I want to know what you feel about that. It's crazy because Dan Snyder has been in the position that he needed to go for so many years, but it took him tampering with other owners' money yeah. for them to finally look at him and say, "You are not one of us." Because you know, you look at those emails with Bruce Allen and and John Gruden. Dan Snyder got to be in there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Of course. He's he's been able to dot his I's and cross his T's very well. And it it is crazy because I always say this about President 4-5. It's crazy how all this controversy happened around him. Everybody else is going down around him. And nobody has found anything about him. And that's because he managed to make sure he was above everything that was below, that was around him. And that's what Dan Snyder's been able to do all these years. And unfortunately, it's add, not only has the controversy added to a team, the controversy has been the controversy down to, you know, women being in the the offices claiming that they've been harassed in there and the poor work conditions. The cheerleaders, you know, being overseas. And the team taking their passports and, you know, all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at the stadium. And over the years. And then, um, you know, what really recently pissed me off was his ability to want to try to take the stadium out of an area that is predominantly black. So now yeah. you want to move it to Woodbridge, Virginia. And if anybody knows about living in the DMV, I'm not trying to get in no HOV lanes to come way out Virginia. I understand you want to cater to Virginia. Talk to because you. I know. Understand you want to cater to Virginia because you feel like you 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 messing up where you where Ashburn is close to the training facility. But if you know anything about football and you know anything about DC football, it's 
we no longer chocolate city, but it's been about the, the tradition of what we've been able to put in. So yeah. when you take it out of places that is metro accessible yeah. and places like that, they can travel. But imagine coming from Woodbridge, you go all the way back over to PG or back over to DC. It's not fair. And that was the and, and, and it's about to be the last straw. You know, Dan Snyder has made it perfectly clear when it comes to owning this organization that it's only about the money per se. Yeah. It's only about what he can make out of it. And it's unfortunate because the rich tradition of the Redskins, and I'm gonna say the Redskins because that's what I grew up in. Mm. The Washington Redskins. I feel you. Has been, <laughs> Has come. I'm and, and I'm sorry. HTTC. If that's what you want to say. Hail to the commanders. Nah, you can you can say Redskins. Mikel, you can. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the Native Americans and that plight. And that's another thing. Hey. It took for some real fire to get under his ass to change that too. Yeah. I mean, I would be. How would I feel if they were called the Washington Coons? But at the same time, regular the regular football fan is in there for the name alone. I have friends that have the Redskins tattooed on them, that symbol. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it's embedded. But I will say this, like, it's unfortunate because it starts at the head. And then to add insult to injury, we're losing on the field. So yeah, it's a whole organization that, has been had to, that hasn't had respect for how many decades now? A while. It is just very unfortunate. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. very, very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you bring up the good point about the Metro thing. And I, you know, me and Maestro, we, you know, we talk about this all the time. You know, for me, as a sports fan, I rather, you know, take the train to the game. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm one of those, you know, grew up in New York, always rode the subway. You know, I grew up a Knicks fan, as you can see. We used to go to the garden for games and stuff. I used to take the A train from Brooklyn to Manhattan to the garden. You know, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Ravens fan since I've been living here. You know, I take the light rail to MT Bank Stadium because I don't want to drive to the, you know, to the game because of traffic yeah. and stuff, you know. And, and, and when you look at areas in this country where, you know, the, the perfect example I always bring up um, the Atlanta Braves and Turner Field. And I've, I've been to Atlanta a few times. I've got, you know, ties to the city and all that. My mother lives there and, you know, quite a few other people I know live there. Um, you know, the fact that the Braves don't play in the city no more, like that's, that's devastating to the Black community because Turner Field was right in that, like, downtown area where all the black people hung out at like even in the neighborhoods yeah. nearby you know it was easy to get the turn of field now you got a stadium outside 285 which is miles away from downtown and people can't even get to the games you know well when you by train well, when you look at it from a dc perspective mm -hmm. and, and you know living there it's so intertwined i can go in i can go from PG County to Virginia on one line. It's called the Blue Line. And I was there and I grew up when the Blue Line didn't even exist. And so when they extended it all the way to Largo Town Center, that was yeah. such a beautiful thing. Right. For him to say that area isn't lucrative, Landover Mall has been shut down and closed. It is dirt now. Yeah. And across is an empty convenience area that he could have turned whatever he wants to turn into, into. And then it's like, and Landover is not far. It's like in the middle, it's like a precipice right there in the middle. Yeah. And Anderson, one of the most richest 
black middle-class communities in the work in the United States, yeah. PG County. And um, and then if you say, okay, fine, you don't want to leave it in PG County, you don't want to put it in Maryland no more. Your only option is to bring it back to RFK, to find a way to put the stadium back into the nation's capital itself. And for him to not to want to do that, it just seems to know who you're catering to and what you're catering for. You're talking about wanting to have the lights in the air, having it a concert, putting a mall. There's so, there's so many things you can do within the actual area that Virginia, I'm not coming to Dumfries to see them. To see them <laughs> I will stay home on my, and that's as much as I love them. I will stay home on my couch. Yep. I'm not coming to Dumfries. Yeah. I'm not trying to find a third person so we can get in the HOV lane. I'm not coming away out the Woodbridge. I don't care to come to Potomac Mills. That's not what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things. But um, when you talk about the when you talk about the nation's capital and you talk about it's and you talk about its reign as far as what it means to the sports world. It has everything to do with the owners that are at the front office. We don't have good ones. We have interns because they don't do what was better meant for the team. Look at the Wizards. Yeah. Bradley Jill is over here trying to figure out he's going to stay go. He should have been let go and let go. Mm-hmm. And here we are looking at what's going on there. The Capitals let go of the only coach that gave them supremacy. And then Man, that- here we are <laughs> talking about. Speak on it. Speak on it. <laughs> and here we are talking about. The Washington Redskins, the the I I felt though when when I first came out with the Washington football team, I thought that was such a cop out. But then yep. after a while, it started to grow on me. We mm-hmm. are the team from Washington. They could have kept that. Now here right, we go right. again with the Commanders. Whatever they are, they better command a win. I know one thing. Hopefully, Ron Rivera can turn some things around. Is slowly trying to do some things. Chase Young, hopefully, he can come back healthy. I know one thing. You better not mess up this Terry McLaurin contract because that's another thing that's going to ruffle a lot of feathers if you yeah. cannot close that deal. Yeah. And see, this is the problem. We're not talking about what's on the field. And then we get to the field, it's another disappointing se- season because it just goes, starts from the head and it goes down. And eventually it's not even about what's on the field because if Dan Snyder is ousted, this is what we're going to be talking about. See, I kind of disagree about the whole D.C., you know, or him not wanting D.C. Is it really that he doesn't want to be in the district or is it that the district don't want him? Because I I get the sense that so many things to him. uh Even PG has proposed. The governor Hogan is sick of Dan Snyder at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens. Let's just leave it as that. Yeah, because we'll I, yeah, I heard some things. I've, I've heard some things where, you know, the district don't even want him. Like, you know, and, and I've always said, I said the, the best thing to do is tear down old RFK, redevelop that part of town, which, I mean, if you go up 8th Street, I mean, 8th Street is basically like pure gentrified already. I mean, I remember when... At nighttime, it was dangerous to walk down 8th Street. I, you know, I remember a time when that, you know, but... I grew up on 1st Street, R Street. It is not what I grew up on. <laughs> right, right. So, look, redevelop that area. The metro stops there anyway, right? So, tear yeah. down the old stadium, build a brand new one right there, and it's all metro accessible. It's in the district where it belongs, and everybody could be happy, but no... 
it seemed like even the district don't want them. I think it's down. Um, and you making up that point. I, I think it's, I think it's the the business practices of Dan Snyder that's getting the team in trouble versus yeah. anybody wanting the team. If you know true Washingtonians, they live and die and breathe Washington football. Oh, absolutely. They the the we can be zero and thirty. We mm-hmm. out there with hog suits on, and and we yep. out there supporting, and, mm-hmm. and we out there wishing and hoping every week. There, it doesn't it doesn't go down. Yeah. It's, that stadium it's, been a little empty these days, though. It's I mean, it's, it's noticeable. Yeah, it's very unfortunate to look, especially in the NFC East. It's very unfortunate to go into that stadium and see more Dallas Cowboy fans, more Eagles more fans, Eagles fans. Yeah, yeah. Than it is. But that's winning. That's culture. When Bruce Allen came out and said the culture in DC is nothing wrong with it, what the hell are you looking at? Man. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's purely, it's purely, it's purely a problem. So, so hey, at look. the end of the day, at the end of the day, does in your eyes, does this team eventually get ripped from Dan Snyder in some capacity? I don't know. It has a lot to do. It, it has a lot to do with how much damage he does he has done in the league because mm-hmm. it's unfolding. It's and and it's up and to it, the owners. It's up to the friends. other owners. Yeah. Yes, and he has friends, mm-hmm. and to see his friends look at him differently, then then we have something brewing. But and he messing with their money. Yeah, he's, he's messing with he's messing. It, it was fine when he was messing with his own team and taking mm-hmm. money from his own team. He messing, messing with other people's that, money. Yep. And messing with everybody else. But OPP. you Jerry Jones's money. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Um I I think Dan Snyder has fought so much. I don't see I don't see what I I don't even see where we can go but Dan Snyder, but We'll, we'll, this this will definitely play out, but Congress. Yeah. It's unfortunate that Congress had its hands on him, so we'll see they, what happens. They're they gonna be the Virginia Commanders. I hate to break it. They're gonna be the Virginia Commanders, Mikel. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna live in DC, and they can um, stay in Virginia. They might. And, uh, <laughs> I've I've, jo- I've joked on many occasions. They probably gonna move to Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> I mean that'll that'll that will start I mean, a riot. The, that will start a riot. Way down there, so I understand. But um, yeah, no. yeah, they did. That's where they were supposed to be. They should have been there. You know what I'm saying? The, the district would start a riot if if that would have happened. If they would have moved that deep into Virginia, they would start a riot. Oh man, crazy, crazy. So I'll be there leading the pickets in the in the in the fire. Okay. Right, right. Hell uh, no, we won't go. Remember that. Okay. All right. I mean, y'all, y'all diehard fans. I mean, I see it. I, I, I see it. I, I, like I said, I've lived here 20 something years, so I, I, I see it. Um, look, so NBA finals, I just want to kind of transition for a minute. Um, Warriors get the fourth chip. Um, the series went six against Boston. I thought it would actually go seven. Um, but you know, game six turned out a little differently than what I would have liked to have. Um, your thoughts on the championship, Steph Curry, um, you know, the whole warrior dynasty kind of a thing. What, what, what's your thoughts? I am so not effervescent about this. And, I, and I'm not saying I hate stay, Steph. I'm word. not saying I hate the Warriors, Warriors but I'm not. 
I'm not, I, I'm not, I ain't care for the parade. I had Boston in seven. I felt, I mm. felt Boston was the better team. Okay. I felt Boston sh- shot themselves in the foot repeatedly. There's three games that Boston mm. should have won alone. But what did they do? They got caught up playing Golden State ball. And you can't have 31 free throws. You're getting to the line. You're getting 31 free throws, and then you turn the ball over 18 times. Yeah. Who knew they would make all those threes in the first game? Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and start shooting them again and giving the Golden State Warriors long threes. I mean, long rebounds. And then here they go down the court shooting, shooting buckets. Then Steph Curry goes 0 for 9 on threes, and you still can't get over the hump. I don't think – I think what happened in this series is you basically saw – I don't think the Warriors made that many adjustments. I think the Warriors are just that veteran team mm-hmm. where this is a series where experience just reigns supreme. And they went in the locker room, and they looked at each other, and they said, which one of y'all going to do this? Which one of y'all stepped there? Which one of y'all going to help me? Which one of y'all going to stand up? And then Wiggins supplied the help. And uh, Gary yeah. Payton – uh supplied to help and then you just had all these guys that came that all these role players that did what they were supposed to do i wasn't that excited about draymond green's play i know a lot of people say well draymond's the 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 heart and soul and this and that this man shot 30 something percent i know he's not supposed to be shooting that man was averaging four points in the series and I, know, I know and a lot of people <laughs> Facebook were so sensitive to me saying I me sensitive so sensitive to me saying he deserved a participation trophy. They did not like that joke. But Draymond Green basically was like the guy that's in the group project and didn't do nothing but the bare minimum minimum. And then he shows up and actually shows up to the project and act like he did more. Right. Yeah. Stop saying that he that some of he had pivotal moments in three, four games. He had one game. He supplied yeah. was in game in the six. in the game the in game six. Yes, one of the best adjustments that Steve Kerr had to make was sitting his ass. Can I say that? Well, but yes, yes, you can. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> so one of the adjustments that they, they had to make was sitting his ass. Mm-hmm. So to tell me that he did more than what he did, and a lot of people saying, "What did I watch? What the hell did you watch?" Because this man. Yes, he's the heart and soul, and he's the Rodman on the team, and he's disruptive. This man had one good game. He did what he did in Cleveland. Look, he's going and to the Hall of Fame. For, he's going to the Hall yeah. of Fame. I mean, I, that might bother you and maybe some other people, but Draymond Green is going to the Hall of Fame at some point when he's He deserves stunned. to go there. No, 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 no disrespect. Mm-hmm. Draymond deserves to go there. Charles Barkley ran, crawled for Draymond. You know what I'm saying? He deserves to be there. But to enhance his participation in this series is was a very absurd to me. Yes, did he give the pivotal moments where he might have gotten to a couple people's heads, got some rebounds? At one point, I didn't know if he was playing football or basketball. Did he provide <laughs> certain moments? Yes. But to say that he was, when I look at this series, I don't look at Draymond. I look at Wiggins. Steph had to damn near score 40, 50 for them to win, uh, for them to get game three. There's yeah. so many other components that was not Draymond. And now you're looking at the fact that he also had a personality that was bigger than his play. So we're all involved in his podcast and we're looking towards that and we're looking into that. Draymond is one of the greatest. 
but like I said, to enhance his participa participation in the series to more than just one game, they he damn sure better have played game six how he played game six. Because if they gave, if Boston won game six and you gave them young boys that confidence to go against game seven, it might have been a little different. What I also saw, you play what's in front of you. You win and you play what's in front of you. Yeah. However, and I know a lot of people would disagree with this as well. They got Christmas in this postseason because they got a Dallas team that could not put up with them. And I know a lot of people would say, oh, well, the Grizzlies got blown out with Ja in the game. They blew them out without Ja. So, uh, uh, and John ja missed some games, and John ja missed yeah. some time in that series. Yeah, yes. and they play the Nuggets team without Jamal Murray. So yeah, I I get that narrative part of it that the Warriors yeah. somehow, you know, I would say they avoided the Suns, who won the West last year, and that was sort of the matchup everybody was looking forward to. Even myself, I was looking forward to that matchup, and yeah. Dallas got them up out of there surprisingly and you know it was the warriors from that point on to, to take the whole thing at that point it, it's kind of like the red sea parted for them to get that championship yeah. but i'm not gonna th throw yeah. no shade i'm not gonna throw no shade on the run they had respect steph curry the greatest shooter ever in the nba i don't know if he's top 10 yet i'm not ready to do that yet but definitely greatest shooter of all time in the nba um, much respect to the coach, to the players, to the organization, the dynasty and all that stuff. Um, you know, they, they did their thing. They did. They did what they had to do. Um, yeah. e even though even though in that game six, that game six, where they had a stretch where they were throwing bricks up and Boston cut that lead from like 20 to like eight, you know, going in from the third into the fourth quarter. But the turnovers, the Boston turnovers, yeah. is what killed them. It, it eventually killed them. And them just being young, you know, I think Boston, there's in a league that everybody's looking to be the star. Yeah. We forget about those 90s teams that had the star, but also those teams that were just teams and they yeah. did it together. And, you know, Jason Tatum, I know he's a big Kobe fan, but I wanted him to stop playing that in the media and pushing that if you wasn't going to pray to him to get the mama mentality it wasn't going to work for you you are not that guy yep. you're waiting for marcus smart and jason tatum one of them to do this and neither one of them could do that because that's not what they about they about this they about this mm -hmm. and if they would have found that out like i said they're a collective unit horford doing his thing with the role players they're a collective unit and if they were the whole better team if they would have figured that out that would have worked i think uh udoka uh coached a hell of a series yeah. despite it being his first time i thought at first he was out coaching steve kern so it's hard to say boston to be back because we know the east is kind of uh shifted when chris middleton went down because we yep. knew that they were going to beat the bucks that way but um mm -hmm. boston is not shabby and you know a lot of people came to the series saying and, and people need to stop this because y'all know y'all was on Twitter saying that Boston didn't stand a chance, that they were going to get swept, that it was only going to go five. And look well, they what bugging. happened. They bugging. Because I said, had the Heat going to the finals, I thought the Heat was going to get swept. I thought Boston I thought, I thought legitimately... Steph, I thought 
Steph Curry was going to have to put up Jimmy Butler numbers minutes to have to win this series. Luckily mm-hmm. for him, his other guys came through. But um, yeah, yeah, I think the beauty in this series is we got a horrible Western Conference Finals. We got a horrible Eastern Conference Finals. We got a whole bunch of blowouts, no competition. And once we got to the finals, we got some games that everybody was staying up and watching. We got some competition. We got something that everybody was talking about. And I, that, I think that was the beauty involved in it because this the postseason kind of did, you know what I'm saying? It kind of was a dud after the semi. Yeah, so right. We got that, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, let's let's do this. So, you know, I only got like five minutes left on this uh Damn. this part of zoom here Time runs when you're having fun, doesn't i know <laughs> i know if you're if you're up for it i would i would love to log off of this one you know jump okay. right back on in one minute let's you know kind of split the episode a little bit so we can have a another you know 40 minutes to wrap about you know some other topics and stuff i definitely want to get to your tom brady uh tweet from um you know a few weeks ago i definitely want to do that so um if 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 you don't mind i certainly would love to you know drop this and let's you know get into another zoom you know start this thing back up again and you know it's it's totally up to you if you got the time yeah cut this thing on let's cut it back on i'm with you all right all right let's do it let's do it it's the barbershop sports talk podcast trey frazier in the house i got my guest co-host uh, Mikel Ramos with me. We're just wrapped up part one of the episode. Now we're going to get into part two of the episode. Y'all stay tuned.